Welcome to episode 119 of the Deeper Christian Podcast. This is the podcast to help you study God's Word, know Jesus intimately, and discover how you can build your life around Jesus Christ. I'm Nathan Johnson, and in today's episode, I want to talk about living in greener pastures. Let's dive in. Well, if you're a part of the Deeper Christian community, you know that on my last email this last Saturday, I mentioned the fact that I had emergency surgery this last week. Um, I wasn't feeling well at all. I was actually supposed to get, I was getting ready to head to Tennessee to speak for the week, but I wasn't feeling well at all. And I ended up going to the ER and they found out, or I found out that I had uh, appendix problems. And so they rushed me into emergency surgery, uh, took out my appendix, and I've been spending the last 10 days or so in recovery. Uh, and it's been a very blissful uh, time just soaking in just some rest and, uh, <laughs> and just the pain and the agony of uh, my schedule gone haywire. But in so doing, it's kind of been a delightful time where I've just had time as I'm lying around to just think afresh about life. And it was rather humorous uh, early last week as I was laying at home, a good friend of mine, Eric Ludy, gave me a call and just said, hey, how, how are you doing? And we were just kind of talking back and forth and he brought up Psalm 23 and he says, isn't it interesting that God makes us lie down in green pastures and at times that can be rather forceful. <laughs> and I said, that is so true. And it reminded me a lot of Ezekiel. Uh, if you get the from the first part of Ezekiel, here's God. He picks up Ezekiel uh, with his hair and just kind of plops him down um, by the river. And it's just like, whoa, that's pretty intense. And uh, it's it's just wonderful at some level to realize that God is so concerned about our welfare and our and our lives that sometimes when it says that he makes us lie down in green pastures, uh, he will do it forcefully if necessary. <laughs> and I'm a person who doesn't like to slow down and I just go, 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 go. So this ended up actually being a blissful um, opportunity of sorts, even though it's been full of craziness and pain and, and whatnot. Uh, with that being said, if you're not a part of the Deeper Christian community, I would love for you to join. It's rather simple. If you just go to the deeperchristian.com website, uh, you can just click on free resources and, and just pick one of those, or you can just sign up for the weekly uh, wrap-up email, which basically includes all of the Deeper Christian stuff throughout the week, any articles, podcasts, studies, quotes, any of that kind of stuff that we do. Um, I release it every Saturday or Sunday, just kind of give you an update of what's going on. And, and with that, we give free book giveaways every month. And there's a lot of fun stuff happening uh, in that Deeper Christian community. I'd love for you to participate. Again, just go to deeperchristian.com and sign up for the weekly wrap-up or any of those free resources. Well, since I've been meditating upon Psalm 23 anyway, I just wanted to read it afresh and I want to just apply it into our lives. I think so oftentimes as we come into a new season like the summer, it's like we're rushing into the season and we forget to slow down and just ponder the goodness and the faithfulness of who our God is. And I love what David writes in Psalm 23. If you remember, David is a shepherd himself. He grew up as a shepherd. He grew up, grew up in the fields with the sheep and caring for them even from a young age. And it's such a beautiful picture that he ties in this idea of shepherding to who God is. That God isn't just some person out there just kind of looking down from a distance, as the old song used to say, but that, he, that he's intimately involved. I love this idea that as you come into the gospels and Jesus gives a lot of that shepherdy language. You know, he says, I'm, I'm the gate or I'm the door to the sheepfold that, that the sheep hear my voice and, and they, they know my voice. And it's a beautiful picture. You know, when you, when you, especially if you go to the middle East and you see all these 
Bedouin shepherds that are still, you know, they still shepherds. I guess they shepherd, they shepherding, they shepherd. I guess it's shepherd. <laughs> anyway, here they are doing their shepherd stuff. And it's beautiful that you could have several shepherds come to a well and all these sheep are intermingling and mixing together. And you're like, oh no, how are they going to know which sheep are their own? But it's amazing that as they start walking away, they give this little guttural call and the sheep know the voice of the shepherd, that they know their shepherd and they will follow their shepherd. And Jesus says, my sheep know my voice. And wouldn't it be amazing to be so tight with Jesus that we just know his voice, that we just distinctly know his voice from every other voice vying for our attention. And I don't know about you, but we live in a world where there's so much noise and distraction. But what would it look like to be so tight with Jesus that we know our shepherd's voice? So David is using this language in Psalm 23, and he begins in verse one and says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And again, I think it's beautiful that it's not the Lord is our shepherd or even your shepherd. David, this is so personal for David. He says, the Lord is my shepherd, that just as I used to shepherd the sheep, I am his sheep. And because the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And verse two is just beautiful to me. David writes, he makes me lie down in green pastures. Uh, Some translations say he causes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. And of course, there's a lot of depth to this, but just a couple quick insights. One, you realize that Bethlehem, where David was really familiar, Bethlehem is a great shepherding community. In fact, it's still a great shepherding community. And part of the reason is it's, it's not actually near the lush fields of food. It's kind of off on the distance. It's kind of near the wilderness. Uh, so there's just a lot of, it's a lot of desert, but there's just some shrubbery. And the reason that's so great is you don't want your sheep eating all the great food that you need for people. So they're just kind of there for the leftovers for the little shrubbery stuff. But I love verse two because the emphasis is not just, well, yeah, he gives me a little bit of shrubbery when, when I need it, but that he actually leads me to green pastures, which in Israel is rather uncommon for at least the shepherding areas. But David just says his desire is that I would be caused to lie down, that he would bring me to a place where I just settle down and just sink deep into this lush, fertile, green pastures where there's just an abundance of life and security and nourishment. And and not only that, but he leads me beside the still waters. And there's been a lot of discussion about the fact that if it's, you know, a lot of uh, torrent waters that sheep get, you know, they get, they get afraid, but they prefer the still calm waters. And it's just the, just the beautiful fact that again, in Bethlehem, that area of, of Israel, it doesn't have a lot of running water. Uh, obviously Bethlehem itself has a well, but there's not a lot of streams or rivers in that vicinity. But here's David saying, do you realize that our God is so good? He treats us like a good shepherd. In fact, because of that, I shall not want. He, he brings me to these green, lush pastures where there's all that I need. In fact, he brings me to the place where there's an abundance of water. And then David writes in verse three, that God restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his namesake. And you realize that as a shepherd, the shepherd is the one that leads and guides the sheep that we are not trying to figure out the path of righteousness, that he himself is our righteousness. As Isaiah says, that he becomes our robe of righteousness that we put upon ourselves. 
but that God himself is leading us down the path that we are to go, which is a path of holiness and righteousness. Now, interestingly, in verse four, David says, yes, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will not fear. Why? Why can I go through any location, even if it's a place of death? Why do, Why is there no need for fear? Because he is with me. And when the shepherd is with us, there is no reason to fear that his rod and his staff, they comfort me. And yes, it's there for correction, but it's also there for comfort. That as the shepherd is leading us along, he's kind of giving these nudges and little, you know, kind of taps saying, hey, hey, no, 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 walk over this direction. No, no, too far that way. Come over here. That the rod and his staff, even though they are corrective devices, it's the correction that actually causes us deep comfort. And if you want to do even deeper study of this, look at the book of Hebrews where it says that it's like the discipline of the Lord. God disciplines those whom he loves. And so we have to remember that even though his rod and his staff at times may feel like correction, they really bring us comfort. And it's an amazing fact that it doesn't matter the circumstance, the situation, or whatever it is that we go through, we can have comfort and peace. Why? Because our gaze is upon our shepherd not upon the circumstance or the death surrounding us. David writes in verse five, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. What a phenomenal passage. And I hope it's just a reminder that as as we're entering into this summer season, not just to race through the season. And I know so oftentimes summer ends up being that time where we become where we become completely passive and we just kind of like check out and kind of do our own thing and we actually forget about Jesus or we are racing through it with so much activities and stuff going on that we tend to put Jesus on the sidelines. What would it look like if Jesus was our shepherd? Not just our shepherd, but our good shepherd. And what if we allowed him to bring us to a place of green pastures and still waters and allow us to lie down there and restore our soul. That that this summer would be a summer where he leads us in a path of righteousness for his namesake. Well, I would highly encourage you to, to take this summer and use it as an opportunity to be intentional and to really press down the, the narrow way of the cross. That this wouldn't just be another season or it wouldn't just be a time that we check off our list or it wouldn't just be something we race through or we we just kind of kind of pull back and disconnect from God entirely. What would it look like if this season perhaps is the greatest season of our entire life thus far because we were intentionally pressing in to the great shepherd and we were allowing him to lead our life down a path of righteousness to bring about a restoration of our souls. Which truth be told in this day and age so many of us desperately need. And again, it's been really fascinating as I've been recovering over these last 10 days and just kind of been soaking and saturating in the richness of Jesus just to realize how much that I just tend to go, 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 and how I need to be slowing down and allow God to take a season to refresh and restore my soul. Well, I hope that's an encouragement as you go into this new season. And just as a side note, there are two episodes that we've released in the past that, that I would highly encourage you to listen to. One of them is episode number eight of this podcast, which is called, Is Jesus the Shepherd Guide of My Life? And in it, there's a little sermon clip from 
a mentor of mine named Stephen Manley, and he's talking about the, talking about this idea of what does it look like for Jesus to truly be the shepherd of our life, and it really is a phenomenal, powerful, stirring little message. So I would encourage you to listen to episode eight of this podcast, as well as episode number sixty-five, which we released last summer. And it's all about this idea of 12 ideas to have a spiritually successful summer. And in it, I just kind of go through 12 ideas of how you can be intentional throughout the summer so you can really press into Jesus Christ and not just be disconnected. So even though I released it last summer, it is very applicable for even right now. So again, I would encourage you to listen, go back and listen to episode number eight and episode number 65. Well, I hope that's an encouragement to you. For show notes of this episode, including links to both of those episodes, as well as some other information and resources and details, please visit deeperchristian.com forward slash 119 for episode 119. And until next time, know I am cheering you on as you build your life around the great shepherd, Jesus Christ.